If you like what we're doing at Star Wars in Character and at NeoZaz.com, we kindly ask that you take just a few minutes to check out our new Patreon page. Patreon is an opportunity to support the show and help us produce more specials, series, and events in the future. Check out patreon.com slash neozaz to see our milestone goals for the future of the show and the network and the perks and bonuses offered at our different levels of support. We love creating content at Neozaz and love doing these shows. We have a lot more we'd like to do, and with this new Patreon page, we look forward to starting those projects very soon. To learn more, visit patreon.com slash neozaz. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash n-e-o-z-a-z. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories. Histories. And details. You never knew. Wanted to know. Or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Welcome to the second part of our special, our Ask Us Anything special. If you missed the first one a few weeks ago on our last break episode, our break from the regular episodes, we posted the question, or not even the question, we put the post on Facebook to ask us anything and we will answer it. And so many people asked us questions that we had enough to split this special into two parts. So... We are going to continue where we left off and continue with the questions and the answers right now. Next question from Gary Rickleman. He says, Han, Chewie, Luke, C-3PO, and Yoda are teamed up together on Family Feud. They crush all competitors and win five games in a row and win the car. Who actually gets to take it home? <laughs> Not Yoda, because he can't reach the pedal. Say the only, yeah, oh, that's, that'd be between Han and Luke, and because they're the only ones that could fit in the car and drive it. It's Han. I would so. say, no, I would say Luke because Han's got the Falcon. Do you want to give up the Falcon for a Fiat? You have to give it up? The Falcon shit. Yeah, Luke's. Well, you can't drive both at the same time. Okay. Luke gave up his land speeder on Tatooine to pay for the. Yeah, that's true. The, he needs a new ride. He's a car. He, it's only fair. What, Luke, what Luke better than a Fiat? <laughs> Luke, it is. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Smart car. Chad Lauterbaugh says, Will you sign for me? Will you sign this for me? Sign, please sign. Absolutely. Yes, we will. Yeah. I won't. Aw. I will. Hey. Gene Hendricks says, what's more annoying, finding out that a character is Force-sensitive or that it has a connection to Tatooine? Force-sensitive. I agree. You can <laughs> get all mad about that Force-sensitive thing. It doesn't bother me that much. It doesn't bother me as much as other things. You guys, anytime I mention that, it's always like, Rah! you get all mad. It's like Jabba, that sound clip. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't bother me that much. Probably the Tatooine thing would be worse for me. There's like I have enjoyed in this show learning that there are other planets other than the five that you hear of in the movies. And then everyone ends up being from Tatooine or Corellia. Yeah. <laughs> that's that, okay, that is annoying. That's true. That's more annoying than the force sensitive thing. You would think that uh there would be people scattered throughout. Now when it's a droid like R5, the R5-D4 thing was really frustrating. <laughs> when it's yeah. a droid, that's annoying. But when it's, you know, like, they even, we just did him days on not that long ago, and they said that his species was prone to being Force-sensitive. I didn't mention it in the episode because I knew people would be like, Bruh. I think I think my opinions actually changed on that because when we first heard that, I was like, Bruh, and then it started to dawn on me. It's like, wait a minute, there was like, 
hundreds and hundreds of Jedis at Geonosis. So there has to be Force-sensitive people out there, but no one's looking for them. So my, I think my opinions actually changed, but it's still that initial reaction when I read that I say Force-sensitive. But maybe now that discussing it with you, you're right. A galaxy is filled of thousands, if not millions of planets. Why are so many people related to or connected to Tatooine? So I think I'm going to change my answer in this discussion. Thanks to you, Dave. You made a lot of sense. The pipples have spoken. Oh, now I'm taking it back. Thank you. <laughs> Anyone else? Anything to add before I go on? I don't. Probably force sensitive. I mean, the the when we talk about characters of the movies that are from Tatooine, I mean, Tatooine shows up in what uh, five of the six movies. So Man. a lot of them would be from Tatooine. Okay, next question from Ted Dastic Jr. He says, Chris and Tim, what is the one autograph that has eluded you? Or if you were so close to obtaining it for some reason and missed out, I like hearing about your autograph adventures. Two there's come, two. Yeah, two come to mind immediately, Tim. Actually, there's there for me there's for me there's four, actually, but but the two big ones. Yeah, I got two big ones. <laughs> <laughs> um Tim Lucas. George Lucas, we were, it was 2002, I think. We were, 2002 or 2003, we're at the National Board of Review, and he was there, and he gets out, and there were literally just five of us standing there, five autograph seekers. He gets out of his car, looks over at the five autograph seekers. Chris and I have our posters out already. We're like, uh, we're like, this is it. This is it. And he, we, the only moment ever we're ever going to get because it was so dead. Yeah. It was like raining a little bit too, I think. And he looks over at the, at us. It's just, it's just literally five or six people. And he's like, mm, no, no. And then walks by and we're like, shit. But he, he signed for someone. We saw him sign for someone a little later on as he was getting closer to the door. I was like, damn it. <laughs> And you have one. I have one. It's 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 the only one I really, really, really wanted of all time. At Harrison Ford, um, my wife and I went to Letterman and waited outside, and there was a little fence going on, and not as crowded as it was now. I mean, nowadays you can see like the whole road blocked. Now it's just like that little side door. He came out with signing autographs, signing. The crowd was pushing. He said, "Calm down, I'll sign. Just please, you know, don't push anybody." They weren't listening. They push, push, push. He said, I'm done. That's it. Sorry. It happens. Car and took off. Aww. And I was maybe like two arms length away of, of, of being next. I had my, my indie and Star Wars poster saying, this is it. I mean. And Kelly had my Star Wars poster. Yeah, I, it was, I was, I thought that was it. That was the moment, but nope, nothing. Thanks, Ted. Now I'm with a <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. on a little lighter side, from Elton McManus, he asks, what's your favorite cheese? American. Oh, I like a sharp cheddar. Monster. The Afghan beer, he's just got back. <laughs> Dave, your, your favorite cheese. What? Your favorite cheese. My favorite cheese? That's easy. What's that called? <laughs> Melted. <laughs> Hell of a good. What's that called? Port wine. Huh? He, he answered his wife. No, not provolone. That's a pedestrian. Jack's good too. That's a pedestrian cheese. The kind that's orange on the side. Cheddar. Munster. 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 There you go. Munster cheese. Yeah, it's a soft. It's a softer cheese. Not Herman. Uh, Munster cheese is the best cheese. I, what did you say? 
America. Wrong. What did they say? Munster. I said Munster. <laughs> did you hear Matt? I said Munster. <laughs> Munster cheese is the best cheese. Okay. There's smoked no- gouda is also quite good too. Smoked gouda cheese is gross. You know that <laughs> cheese, is is, cheese is like basically you're eating mold. Yeah. And some of those cheeses are so strong and smelly. How could you possibly enjoy them? There are people in countries they just eat cheese, like cheese plates, and and oh eat. yeah, we did that in France. That no. Christ, we had Christy had an entire meal of cheese in France. That's some cheese, that. She must have been she must have been gassy all oh, day. No. She loves cheese. There's a restaurant here that we go to with Quint and his wife every time they visit, and they have a cheese cart. Cheese. It's ridiculously expensive. I, I I would never eat these cheese on any other regular occasion, but when I'm out with them, it's fun. They pair it with like stuff that like pretty much takes away from the taste of the cheese. Yeah. But my wife is a oh, man. Cheese to her is what beer is to you and me, Dave. Cheese, really? I oh, know God. people like that. My my in laws, I think, are like I like brie. Is it dreaming of gorgonzola? <laughs> what is it? What is it? What is Harlan? What, what Wayne? It's like you're dreaming of gorgonzola. What you clearly got is brie, baby. <laughs> yeah, what he's talking to Ben Stiller. Yeah, yeah. I don't. People are like that about cheese. It's like you can. There are cheese people that like. You know they'll they'll get all over you about you. Who asked? Yeah, that? Uh, Elton McManus. Elton, what's wrong with you? <laughs> no, like it's got to be a mild cheese. How come there's no women asking us any questions? I don't know. There's no women listening to the show. Guess not. Bruce Patterson asks, "Who sucks it the most so far?" <laughs> Chris so far, Tim. I think Chris sucks it the most because <laughs> if they're going based on just trivia questions, Tim knows That's more true. About, Good point. Yeah. Tim knows more about Star Wars than Chris. Chris would have never won trivia if Rich Adams hadn't basically handed the win to him by suggesting that points idea thing. Yeah. yeah Rich is actually the one who sucks it the most so far. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't make do because he's, he's helping me here. All right, stop it. <laughs> I think Chris sucks it the most. I think I do suck it the most. And I'm also bad at trivia. <laughs> that was good. You never miss a beat. Eric Moore asks, if you could borrow Doc Brown's time machine and send your adult self back to any point between 1977 and 1983, what Star Wars-y thing would you do? That's a great question. Would I do? What would you do? Would you go to like the filming of it or would you go to like the premiere? What would you do? You know what I would like to do? I'll let you guys think. That's because I got an answer. Like, what would I do in the movies? Like, I think you. Well, I I guess it can be up to your interpretation. My first two memories, my first three memories in my life were when I was four years old. I went to a Phillies game, and the Phillies played the Reds. I remember Elvis's death. I was in Disney World in August of nineteen. Oh yeah, you've told that story. And I remember going to Star Wars with my mother and my grandmother and waiting in a long line and getting shut out because it sold out when it got to the, to the, to the box office. I think I would take the time machine and go back and watch my four year old self. I have to go through that. Like, cause to me that that's a fascinating first memory for anybody to have. So I don't think you would have anything to do with star Wars. I just would want to see myself as a four year old kid and how much I, Love Star Wars and and how much I was disappointed in that moment, but then being able to see it, you know, a day or two later, I think I would go back to that time. That's a great story. You would be arrested because who who did you who did you go see uh, Star Wars with? My mother and my grandmother. 
your mother and your grandmother would look over and see this 40 year old man staring at their child (laughs) the whole time and be like, we have, we got something has to be done about this weird guy over here. I know in the seventies, Things were different, but still a little weird. Philly's hats or Philly's shirt. Yeah, I was just gonna say it was the seventies, Tim. Kid didn't kid, they didn't care. People didn't even wear seatbelts in the seventies. They didn't care if their kids got abducted. Oh. I would abduct. <laughs> I would abduct myself as a as a yeah. as a forty something year old man. I would abduct my abduct my four year old self. How about that? That's yeah, funny. That I have a you're like <laughs> and you're like bet bet all bet bet your entire savings on the uh, two thousand four uh, Red Sox. Okay, exactly. Thank you. Kurt bloody sock. Remember that kid. It would be like Back to the Future 2 and Biff. My, my answer is actually really similar to abduction. Now you've brought that up. <laughs> I would, I would find I would, the Star Wars. It's semi Star Wars related. Star Wars has certainly sparked a creativity spark or passion in me. I would find my younger self and tell him, look, I know you want to do a lot of creative things, but I know a lot of people around you in this part of the country are telling you it's not possible to do. Let me tell you, ignore them, do it anyway, and see what path that would have actually led me on. That's a perfect answer. That's a good story. Your you your life would be different. You wouldn't even be talking to us. That's true. God, I wish I could go back in time. You'd be in Silicon Valley. <laughs> like seriously, that that's a great answer. You'd be in Silicon Valley inventing the Apple. Exactly. That's you right. And- and the, the Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs, y'all be like the three amigos. Me and Steve Jobs be dropping acid and smoking peyote. Absolutely. <laughs> what about you, Chris? What would you buy? What toys would you buy? Well, here's what I, my time machine goes back to the same place, but twice. It will go back. It's going to go back to the QMR. One asked what the Black Tooth Lady's name was. <laughs> and later, and then earlier before all that happened. Tell my mom when she's working there at the toy store to buy two toys of everything. There you go. <laughs> I thought you were going to say go back early and find out why her tooth is black. <laughs> what happened to your tooth? I just, yeah, I wish I would ask what her name was. Tim, what about you? Uh, I, I, I would like to go back. You know, if, if, if it's just me at this age, I would like to go back to the mid seventies and just try to get a job on the original star Wars because nobody had any faith. And if I walked up, I'd like to work on your film. I have a feeling that uh, it wouldn't be too hard to get on that and, and start a career with ILM. And then today as a grown man, you could be a convention signer autographs. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I, I, today as an old man, I'd be there with Lauren Peterson, just signing away. Yeah. No, I think, I just think to, to be involved with that, that, that original, that original, uh, group of production people i think would would have just been so wild i heard it was very stressful but i think it would have been something something to be part of you sign your own poster for free yeah i wake up in the morning hey tim hello sign please i certainly will dave Rowe asks this is specifically for tim it says as an ncc alum i'd love to hear about tim's experiences in the americorps yeah i was in americorps from Fall 99 to fall 2001. Yeah, I was based out of DC for most of that. I, you know, I did all sorts of stuff. It was, it was a thing where you would do, you would work in human needs like education and uh, environmental stuff, uh, disaster relief, that kind of stuff. I did that for two years. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a lot. It's one of those things. It's, it's like, I could, I could talk about it for hours, but um, yeah, I did all sorts of crazy stuff. I even spent, 
two months on the damn Navajo reservation, dreading it, re- regretting every moment. <laughs> that I was like, why did I sign up for this? Uh, but I, I loved it. I loved just about every minute I was in AmeriCorps. That's awesome. Tim, yeah. I've always admired you for doing that. Yep. Me too. AmeriCorps. And now some of the people that I was in AmeriCorps with, one of them is like the head of AmeriCorps, Ben Duda. He was, he was in, um, I think the first year I was in AmeriCorps. Now he's like, up there pretty high up in the corporation for national service and a few other people I've recognized their names. Cool. Very, very cool. Robert Kruger asks, what was the first star Wars toy you bought with your own money? And what was your favorite one? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea what my first one was that I bought with my own money. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I really don't know what my first one was. I, the only thing I can think of that I bought with my own money for sure was the videotapes. I remember buying, there's a store in, in our town here that sells like secondhand stuff. And uh, my mother had bought me something. I can't remember, it was like a Yoda something, a puppet or something like that. And I got rid of it because I'm not like, I'm not like a sentimental person. But then like, I think like after she had passed away, I think I saw it in one of these secondhand stores and I think I bought it for myself to replace the one that she had got me. Um, because I don't really buy that much stuff. Do you remember buying? I mean, you buy no. yourself stuff all the time, but I'm what a- was the first thing you bought yourself? Playboy. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what the first Star Wars item was at all. I mean, I think I and I did enjoy buying the those new dolls, my own money. Yeah, the nineties. We've talked about that a lot, Chris and I, going on these uh, searches for the twelve-inch dolls when they came out. Yeah, we spent a lot of money on those dolls. We did. <laughs> I, yeah. I still have the, that's one thing I didn't get rid of. They're still upstairs. Until the next armor project, comes we should. Out. Yeah. It's, we should strip them all naked. What do you think, Chris? Do it. Okay. Uh, for me, I, I I seem to remember. Again, this is in the second half days. I'm a little bit younger, but with my own money, there used to be places like toy liquidators, and you could buy action Star Wars action figures in the little Kenner bags, not even on the cards. And I remember buying like a stormtrooper and a wicket, like in 1987, and I probably. You know, they were like 99 cents a piece or 50 cents a piece or something like that. I remember buying those. Those were probably the first Star Wars items I bought with my own money. What'd you do with them? Uh, I mean, they probably just ended up in collection and then disappeared. I have very, I have very few of my original Star Wars toys. I have like a, a Bib Fortuna and a couple others here or there that, that remain, but not many. Eric Doss asks, my favorite moment from Star Wars has been Battle of Hoth. What has been your guys' favorite part from the first six movies? The first six movies. I like Cloud City a lot. Like the whole um, Luke and Vader duel. The first or the second? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Probably. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Probably the first one. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite moment is the, the battle at the Sarlacc pit. Okay. Fantastic. That's that's mine as well. My favorite I've said before is Luke leaving Dagobah and finding the the foreshadowing, yes, there is another. That moment has always been my favorite. Good one. 
Dan Delaraca says, I love hearing movie theater stories. What are your favorite stories? That is a tough one to answer. That could be a special in yeah. of itself. It be a podcast. In fact, I think it may be one day because we've, I, I know Dave's working on a project where he made me think of some stories and actually had the idea as like, you know, having a podcast discussion on this would bring back a lot more that I'm not thinking of right off the top of my head. That's definite special pun. Yeah. Special. Well, if we ever do that show, then we will have to give a special cons- uh, uh, shout out to Dan yep. Delaraca. Yeah, definitely. Who has a cool name? <laughs> I wish my name was Dan Delaraca. You have a cool name. No, that's a cool name. Delaraca. Say it again. Delaraca. <laughs> that's a cool name. Barry Bernhard S. As an adult, has your Star Wars fandom ever caused you embarrassment? I know a few times it has for me. Embarrassed? I don't get embarrassed. Yes, once. Go ahead, Tim. The once that I can think of. Uh, when I was interviewing for a job that I did actually get, I lied during the job interview and I said I need off for I need off the this particular week because I'm going to a wedding. And in reality, I was going to a Star Wars convention, <laughs> but this was during a job interview. I flat out told a bold faced lie during a job interview with a job that I got. And I eventually told them the truth uh, a long time after I had the job and had established myself there. But I was but I told them a flat out a flat out bold faced lie because of Star Wars. Tim, that's horrible. Well, it's it, and, and, and they agree with me. Like if like if I. If I pulled out my nerd flag at that point, um, that kind of stuff, honestly, if you if you come off as a nerd or or into weird stuff during job interviews, that actually can affect you a little bit. Uh, so, like, I need left because I'm going to a Star Wars convention during a during an interview for a full time job that you need. Um, yeah, that 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 can sway their opinion of you. They're like, oh, this guy's a dork. I. But, so I lied. Yeah, I don't think it's caused me embarrassment. It's I've had to bite my tongue because I've heard people state things about Star Wars that were completely incorrect, and I've not said anything to not reveal myself as that big of a dork, but that's about the closest. So I guess that is a degree of embarrassment if I'm not willing to state something I know is or correct something that I know is incorrect. So I guess maybe in a sense a little bit, but not not terribly so. I don't get embarrassed. Yeah, you don't. Dave, anything from you? No, not really. Okay. This one is from Kyle Rope Rop, who says, Jucasta New, Akmina, Jira, Mary, fuck, kill. Go ahead, Chris. Um, all right. It says my, <laughs> this is my son's sitting right next to me now. <laughs> um, this is great. Jucasta New is, is the librarian, right? Yes. Akmina and Jira, is the, there's a sand coming? There's a storm coming, Annie. Yeah, the, the oh fruit sales one. That's easy. You got to kill her. Who killed Jira? Yeah. Yeah, she's, I don't like her. So you, 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 can't, Akmina, you can't say it now, but she suffered probably from an affliction <laughs> because of the sand in the air. I, oh. think, <laughs> I think Akmina, I would probably marry Jocasta New. Why? She looks a sweet and old lady who just does no harm. Mm. She was, and jerk. I would act mean it like there's no end. <laughs> that was good code. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, he's right here. 
<laughs> good question. Good All right. Question. Bad timing. Good question. <laughs> Next question from Joe Alois uh, Latovsky, I think is how you say it. He says, who would win in a fight? Kitster or Lumpy? Lumpy. 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 Rip his arms off. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, JD asks, how about more Clone Wars and Rebels talk from the Swick Hooligans? Also, why is the Grady's also forgotten about? Um, not sure where you've been on the Grady's, but there's been episodes for quite a few months, so maybe check your feed. And as far as the Clone Wars and Rebels, that is really that ball is in Tim and Chris's court. Or Tim, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, Clone. I mean, Clone Wars is over. Uh, we talk about it when it's applicable to the characters. Rebels, it's enjoyable, but honestly, I I'm I have yet to be fully one hundred percent impressed with that show. It's it started out okay, and then that that whole first season, I was like, who cares? And I watched the opening episode of season two and I was like, okay, this was getting a little bit better, but it was the same with the Clone Wars. The first season of Clone Wars is kind of shitty when you compare it to the rest of the series and Rebels. Yeah. Rebels just isn't doing it for me as, as much as Clone Wars did. Tim wants uh, Matt and I to do a commentary. Yeah, that'd be good. Two people hate it. Two people love it. You, you guys do a commentary and you like it. Matt and I do a commentary and we hate it. That so. would be actually, yeah. Two, I two commentaries. Think that's a good idea. <laughs> maybe that'd be funny. Maybe that will happen. Oh, there you go. Possible exclusive you can, on this. You can choose your own commentary. Uh, Zachary McCallion says two things. What inspired the podcast? And two, can you give me a shout out? I'll answer two first. You no. Just did. <laughs> no shout out for you. We we just did. We talked about the inspiration yeah. on I'd say several the, episodes. The best answer for that is probably collectively over the inside the Swick Studio interviews because we each tell our story from our perspective. I think so. Correct. I'd say for the long and short or the long version, go go check those out if you haven't already. Uh, James Fleming says hottest woman in Star Wars: Leia, Padme, Cordmaid. Dorme, Aunt Beru, Zam Whistle, Yenaldar Gargan, or Zero in Feminine Mood. <laughs> Funny. Dorme. Oh, yeah. I've gone on record saying Dorme and Zam, stick yeah. by that. If Zam wasn't wearing that outfit. Oh. Zam Weasel? No, no, no. Oh, it's, it's, it's Malleport. Ah. Come on. That means good, too. Are we talking, are we talking like today, 2015, who is the hottest? It's, it's, it's Dorme. No. Not Portman is Portman is a close second. Who am I? All right, I'm down, guys. No, <laughs> what was that? I said, no. calm down. Oh, okay, uh, Cody Ed Reynolds asks, Are you guys planning anything special for the Force Awakens release? Planning, no, but I, I'm sure Chris and Tim will want to do something the second they see it. I got plan, yeah, I yeah. would like to maybe like I even was thinking of doing like a little, um meetup kind of thing you know in our own areas maybe we can have some fans yep. watch with us so i guess in a sense yes planning but specifics are not really hammered out maybe is a better way to say it for you guys after i see it first then we'll I'll see it again okay so <laughs> to me doing it <laughs> you have to see it on your own and then what you you're thinking that like you and i would see it with like any listeners fans, in the, the area local, yeah in the area yeah. and then we do it in nashville and megan do it in orlando i would do there aren't that many fans in Nashville. Like Marcus is the only one that I know in the Nashville area that listens. There, there might be one or two other, but he's the only one that's ever like said, "Hey, I live in this area too." 
Well, you and Marcus could do it. And then you guys do your Pass the Popcorn show. We could do a Pass the Popcorn-ish kind of thing where we just yeah. go through the whole thing, I guess. I'll do that. Pass the Fuller Sock. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Broyard asks, have you guys ever actually seen the movies? I have not. Some of them. Which movies? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, be specific. Rhinestone? Yeah. I've seen Rhinestone several times. seen Big Trouble in Little China fairly recently. Oh, yeah. Electric Cowboy. I saw that once. Kiefer Gove asks, what's y'all's favorite own collectible from Star Wars or any other fandom? It's got to be it's got to be my autographs and my posters. Yeah. The posters, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't really I have- collect any collectibles, but my favorite thing, and it's on my wall right now, I'm looking at it, is a... Uh, a shadow box of our C6 appearance that has the frisbee that I had y'all sign the the um, event guide flipped open to the page describing our show and pictures of the show that's that one I think is my favorite and it's front and center in my studio that it's it's dead right in front of me right here I was jealous when I saw you made that up Mac of that is really nice I love that oh thank you cool uh, Chris Gilbert asks toilet paper roll pull from the top or bottom I love this question. Top. Top. Is there even a question? Top. But our wives are here. Toilet paper roll. Well, from the top or bottom? Oh, wow. We all say top. What about Tim? I, I probably pull from the bottom, but I, I always tear it at the top. Like, it's like I, I pull it down and then, pull, then go up to the top and, pull, and tear across. Then why don't you just thread it through the top? Why do you waste all that time? Dave hates you on how do you wipe your ass. When you, you know that? When you got to wipe, you got, you, you're talking about a time sensitive issue. <laughs> uh, no, I'm still going to do it. I, I pull it down and then tear it, tear it up near the top. Pull it down, tear it up. Tim, sometimes the things you say are so foolish. <laughs> <laughs> I say? I said top. Okay. Top. We're all tops. And Tim's the bottom. Tim's the bottom. Explains a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Barry Steele asks, are you guys bored of talking about Star Wars as a result of doing the podcast? Not not, not really. No. Yeah. I don't talk about it much yeah, say that outside it of this. Happened too much, but I'm not. I would do talk about it with Quentin Dave. But uh no, I'm not bored of it at all, actually. No, because then uh, even when we aren't talking about it, we still spend time on like Facebook or Twitter or whatever, posting stuff and still kind of talking about it. I I don't, I don't feel fatigued by this at all now. Uh, next one from Keith jo- Joseph. Keith Joseph McClory says, "Are there any characters that a group wanted to highlight on the podcast that one of you refused to take part of, and why?" Darth Maul. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Tim. Yeah, I guess I'll go with Darth Maul. Yeah, that's, that's Clone Wars. <laughs> I don't think so. Really, I mean, like we kind of just go through it and whatever the person is researching it says everybody it. just just kind of goes okay yeah 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 like that's your i mean i that, think we all say okay and dave's like who's that yeah <laughs> well that's i mean it's like whoever is researching it for that episode that's that's kind of their decision and we just all trust each other i think to to have pick somebody that's going to be a good conversation yep yeah uh yeah i can't think of an instance that we anyone refused to be on a show so I've, there's been instances where we can't make it like the uh Force Awakens trail. I don't think Dave and I could make it, but Tim and Chris went ahead and did it. But that, that wasn't not a refusal. It was a we were doing something that day. Right. 
Uh, I got two questions here. I'm actually going to flip them because the one of them is specifically Chris and Tim, and then the other one is was more for the four of us. So, Sean Rush asks, "What do you think your poster with autographs is worth at auction?" Mm. I know. I always, I, I always told Tim, I wish we kept track how much each one was. You know, from back then until now, inflation, all that kind of crap to see how much it could be. Well, can't you park <laughs> like how many how many signatures are on your poster? Yeah, it's been going up and up like that. But just say, come up with an average. Like Mark Hamill, obviously, is a hundred bucks. But then, like one twenty-five, uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, any walk is thirty. Like so, just average it out. Like how many? How many? That's do you have? That's where it gets tough, though, because you have like, and with what you're saying, you have Mark Hamill is one hundred twenty-five. You have Carrie Fisher. That's we'll say fifty. But yeah. but Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher together isn't necessarily one hundred seventy-five. It's like maybe two hundred and twenty-five. You know what I mean? So that's a that's a really tough calculation to come up with. Some of them, like Kenny Baker, like the early ones we got were like six dollars, ten dollars tops. But don't mm-hmm. base it on what you paid for it. Based on on what it is now. Base it. I would think well, if it- this if if our posters in their current form were to go to auction right now, they probably would not go for a huge amount. I would say I would say in the two to three thousand yeah. dollar range is probably what they would sell for. We've probably spent way more than that to get the autographs. Um, the thing is, is like most of the autographs we have on there are not exactly rare. I mean, this means speaking as as someone who knows how collecting works. Um, the most autographs we have on there are not exactly rare. These are people that have, that have gone and, and have done conventions and found literally hundreds of th- like Peter Mayhew, hundreds of thousands of autographs. His his autograph is never going to be worth more than. Fifty dollars ever. Yeah. It maybe after maybe in the couple years after he dies it, it pops up, but after that it's going to drop down and sort of level out of fifty bucks just because there's so much out there. Um, but I think that some of the people that we got signed early on are going to be worth that have passed away are going to be worth a little more as time goes on because their signature is more rare. So the market uh, is saturated with some people, but the fact that you have Michael Sheard on your thing and he's been dead for who knows how long. Yeah. And, and people like, you know, people who, and, and a lot of people who haven't done a whole lot of conventions, like we might've got them in a rare instance, things like that will make it make things more valuable just for the rarity on the item. But our, I think our posters in its current form, if we were to put them to auction today, they probably would not go for more than $3,000 for the, the, the trilogy one. The other ones, Couple few hundred bucks a piece. All right. So somebody contacts you on eBay. Says Tim, I'm going to give you five thousand dollars for your poster right now. Would you do it? No, no. Is there a dollar amount that you would sell it during my lifetime? I probably would not sell my poster uh, for for any amount. Uh, just because it's it's something that it's 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 something that. Chris and I have spent thousands of dollars on and, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours uh, of our time in the in the pursuit of just getting someone to sign something in gold ink on our on our, on our piece of paper. All right, Chris. Somebody offers you five grand for your poster. Five grand, no. But I mean, if there is a dollar amount, if for someone you? offers me like like a couple million, <laughs> uh, a couple million. Good luck with that. 
Somebody, all right, someone I'll double it. it. Somebody offers you ten grand for your poster. Nah, you wouldn't sell that you, poster for ten thousand dollars. Before my wife's raising her hand, she would. It's but a piece of paper signed by a bunch of people in the movies. So Come on, ten thousand. You can't live on ten thousand dollars. All right, you can't live on a piece of paper either. A couple million, I could, I could, I could pay off a lot of shit. Your house could burn down tomorrow too, and, and it'll be worth nothing. And you could rip it one time when you take it out of the tube was, to get to get fourth stormtrooper from the right to sign it, and it's worth nothing. A lot of them have uh, doggy ears on them. Yes, on, on, on the corners. All right, twenty thousand dollars. No. Oh my god! You can't. You can't. Survive with twenty grand. I would sell anything for twenty thousand dollars. I forget how many signatures we have on our original trilogy poster. If someone, if someone was gave us, let's say ten thousand dollars, that's about, I'd say about one hundred fifty bucks per signature on there. So you kind of think of it that way. So twenty thousand dollars would be about three hundred bucks per signature. That's far more than you spent on any of. Them. That is far more than we spent. Yeah, it's, but it's the journey. So this is something you're never going to sell. Give me a couple million. And they say Chris's poster is worthless because he's never going to sell it. And it's like, I, I mean, <laughs> that, that, that's not, that didn't sound right. It's priceless. Priceless. I guess that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, wrong word there. Wrong less. It's like it's like how much. It's like if you ask the Louvre, how how much is the Mona Lisa worth to to the Louvre? The Louvre is like well, there there is there there is no value. The, I I said the value. Ask Lou. <laughs> Ask Lou. You, yeah, how much? Hey Lou, how much is the Mona Lisa? I don't know, twenty bucks. You can't compare the Mona Lisa to your piece of paper. Like hell, I can't. Dude, to us, to, I mean that this is that's our Mona Lisa. That's that's the thing that we've spent twenty years working on. I look at it. How long? How long did how long did uh, Da Vinci work on the Mona Lisa? How many years? Yeah. Oh, I don't think it was twenty. All right, Tim, your car yeah. is totaled. You it blows. Somebody somebody puts a. A, a banana tailpipe. It'd be a banana tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> goes up, and you need a car, and you have no money. The only thing you have is to sell your poster. Would you sell your poster or buy a new car? I would not sell my trilogy poster. I, if if I had to hawk anything, I would hawk my prequel posters. No, no one wants those. I would hawk the prequel, prequel, and Clone Wars poster. Though those, I think the those three, those four posters would probably get me. Um, I could probably get about, I would say about five, six hundred bucks for those posters. If I was, if I had to sell them in a, in a jiffy. So if you're, you're at your house in in Nashville and the house is burning down, the, there's one thing you're grabbing before you leave. It's your poster. Yeah, there, it would be a toss up between two things. It would be my poster and I have a uh, Revolutionary War musket. Those are my two <laughs> prized possessions. It's fleshlight. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I get, I'm, I, I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not uh, judging either one of you. I'm just asking a better, a better question for Chris. Oh boy. Yeah, Cause I, I'm not sure how I would answer this. Let's say that your, Let's say that your trilogy poster was destroyed in some fashion. Someone broke into your house with a BB gun and just shot the oh, hell out of it to the point where it's unrecognizable. Yeah. Just that, literally thousands of BBs. Yeah. Would you start over on your other poster that's unsigned? I probably would. No, you can't start over. A lot of them are dead, though, but I would, yeah, I would probably. I, I have carry. Carrie Fisher on the one. Remember that? Me and you and Tim went to a uh, Big Apple. 
Remember that? I have those posters that she signed. That's all I have on those posters. It's just her autograph. You, you, you can never go back. I got to go back. No. It'll never mean the same. It, it, it wouldn't, and I wouldn't be where I am today. You would look at it every time, and you'd say, John Hollis isn't on there. Michael Sheard's not on yeah. there. Uh, you know, Hawkins isn't on there. Yeah, like yeah. Will Hawkins isn't on there. Like you would look at it, and it would never it mean would be, the same. Yeah, it would be hard. It would be it would be a scar. And there are some guys that are that are alive that we've gotten on the poster that are so hard to come by and so rare that the likelihood of us getting them having an opportunity to get them again. So I would say half the poster we we would never be able to get again. You'll never find that woman that wasn't Queen Jamila. <laughs> That's true. Whoever that person is, whoever she may may have been. I admire your you your guys' uh, fanaticism about this kind of stuff. What was that? Did you ever see the? Uh Matt, who's the guy? I'm asking you because I think you'll know the most. The author that wrote is it called Ready Player One? Oh, shit. oh Ernie Klein. Yeah, him. Like, I was watching. It's a great book, by the way. I, I'm sure. I'm sure it's awesome. Steven Spielberg movie soon. I don't read books, but if I read books, I'd probably read that one. Um, and I've been watching constantly anytime it's on the Atari documentary where they dig up the Atari. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I've watched that. Yep, the so, ET cartridges. It's yeah. one of the greatest documentaries I've ever seen. It is until the end when you don't actually find anything. They do. Well, yeah. Three of them on camera that they show. They they allude that they found more, which is bullshit. They would have shown it if they did. That's one of my favorite documentaries, and he's in that, and he's so entertaining. Um, and he put it... He lent his DeLorean to George R. George R. R. Martin to go to a Back to the Future screening. I love that bit. <laughs> and he put the ET right in it. Yep, yeah. Yep, fucking so ET. He, he put it so perfectly. And I, I've thought about this every time I've seen it. He he loves people and admires people that like things. And and I guess that's true of us and of anybody that listens to our show. And I put you guys in a separate category from myself because you like things and this especially more than I do. And when I hear him say that. I think of you guys, and it's it's a nice thing because it it, it kind of like I don't it, it, he puts it so perfectly. I'll have to find it and put it on our Facebook page because it's it's kind of like beautiful in a way. And when you guys talk about your poster with the love and and adoration that you do, I don't I don't feel that way about anything material, but. It means it means something to you that that I in a way that I don't understand, and I guess I admire that. In if a you way. had a signed baseball by everyone who was ever in the Phillies, all two hundred and ten players, There's more than two hundred and ten. No, there is <laughs> all, all two hundred players of the last five, on one baseball. I've been around for one hundred and thirty some years. It's one big ass baseball, the size like you know of that globe down at Universal, all signed. Mm-hmm. Five thousand dollars. Would you sell it? I'd sell. I'd sell. I'd sell it for less than that. <laughs> I don't care about stuff like that. Like, like I have a room upstairs with stuff in it, and if I had to get rid of all of it, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't even bat an eye to get rid of any of it because your wife just left room to go upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, this this past year, I have I have like a a, a shelf with tons of stuff on it. Whoa, and in the, what are you doing? Yeah, huh? in the middle of the night. The, the the shelves collapsed. Oh my and god! 
Like it was, it was. It scared us all so much. It sounded like there was an intruder right down the hall. The shells collapsed. There's stuff all over the floor. It's still on the floor. I have. <laughs> want to leave was something there, broken and pieces. Was Just, there a ghost standing there saying, "I'm going to sweep you off your feet"? That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care about stuff like that. And you guys do. I find it fascinating. I mean, I guess I did at one point, but I don't. I could get rid of that stuff right now and not even care about it. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, I don't know. Like people that like things and like things to the degree that you do, there's something special about that. Yeah, we call them special too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I've gotten rid of a lot of things. I've gotten rid of most of my Star Wars stuff in moving. Um, I've only kept a few things. I got, I used to have a really big collection of graphic novels that, you know, I got, I, I just, you just, Books are difficult to, to take with you when you move, especially when you move in distances. So I have very few of those left. It's it's like I've reduced everything. Pretty much my Star Wars collection, in essence, is the is the the posters. That is my collection, is the posters. I have I have a few other things here and there, figures that I've bought over the years. But for me, that that's my collection. Is that's that's the that's the one thing is that uh, the, those posters. Well, hang on to it, Tim. All right, I'm going to... Until my car breaks down. Yes. I'm going to give this last question and wrap it up because it is 4th of July. It's getting into the evening, and I know we all have things to do. So last question, uh, not uh, more geared towards all of us. We may all have a different answer, but it is from Mike Fleming, and he asks, which Star Wars soundtrack is your favorite? Oh, that's a great question. If you guys are thinking, I'll go... Oh, okay, go ahead, Tim. I was, <laughs> was going to say, Duel of the Fates is my favorite I know. Star Wars yeah, so your favorite composition. Themes from each soundtrack. That'd be cool, too. Yep. Easier to pick. My favorite overall. I thought I had my answer right away. It's Empire Strikes Back, mainly because it's the first real appearance and recording of the Imperial theme. So That's, I'm with you, Matt. Empire came to mind immediately. Imperial March. Yep. Empire. The Imperial March and Yoda's teachings are those two are just like, and the, and the, uh, the asteroid fight uh are three like iconic mm-hmm. yeah. things yeah. but duel duel the face is just that is cool. fucking killer i yeah. don't like that as much as other people do i don't hate it but it yeah i mean i hear a lot of people regard it the way you're regarding it i just do not i don't like i, I i'm not saying i hate it so don't anyone yeah. land base me on facebook for hating it i just don't regard it as highly <laughs> as some people do that's all i'm saying duel duel the fates and across the stars i think are really just just killer when we get to episode three even though there are a lot of people say episode three it was their favorite of the prequels i thought battle of the heroes which was the signature piece was the weakest of weakest of the of all of the star wars movies in terms of the primary theme the best thing about the prequels was the music to me and i and not not being the biggest fan aside the music for all three i think was was excellent and Matt's got a point. I remember when my son was little, I made a like a best of Star Wars kind of CD that we would listen to in the car when I would take him to like preschool and stuff like that. And it had like the greatest hits of all the movies on it. And I think most of them came from Return of the Jedi. That that because I already said it's my favorite scene. That that the pit of Carcoon. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that, nuts. Yep, that's okay. And the the emperor's theme. 
Oh, and when you stick it with uh, like Luke hiding under the stairs and and that final battle with that singing behind the orchestra is so super powerful. I'm gonna say Return of the Jedi. All right, Chris, did you give an answer or do you agree with Empire? Yes, I'm with. I was with you. I oh, okay, yeah, the Empire because the Imperial March. All right. So- yeah. Cool. Well, that will do it for this special and this special two-part series. Thank you to everyone for all your questions. If you had posted a question and we didn't get to it, it was probably posted after we had done the recording, or at least started. We had opened the page, started the recording, and went from there. So apologies if we did not get to your question. But if you had a question that you really did want the answer to, go ahead and send it in our feedback. We've gotten questions and feedback that we've been happy to answer and we'll be happy to do it again so go ahead and resend that to us so uh that is really it i want to thank everyone for joining me uh dave tim and chris thank you and we will be back with regular episodes next week picking up with i believe hem Dazon. thanks for listening to star wars in character Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars-related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in Character episodes and information. 